Hi, John. I've been a fan of yours for years now. I now have a problem that is quite perplexing. I have Sassy, who is a six-month-old Sheltie. As her name applies, she is feisty, confident, and fearless. When we got her at eight weeks, she showed no interest in the stairs, which we thought was great at the time. However, at six months, we think she should be all over the house. I have tried enticing her with treats on the stairs, but she keeps wanting to keep her back feet on the floor. I don't want to traumatize her, so I thought I would ask for your advice. The thought has crossed my mind that she might be afraid of heights, although I've never heard of a dog being so. Thank you, Lucy. Well, one of the first things you want to think is, is this, is this a puppy that is, and she's kind of moving into adolescence. She's not really a puppy if she's six months. But what I'm going to kind of cover here is appropriate for introducing stairs to puppies in general. Um, so is she nervous? Or is she, um, like, is she in pain? It's unlikely at her age that she's suffering from uh, anything that's painful that's keeping her from doing it. Uh, maybe a painful experience, but um, kind of a ways to, to look at that. I've seen this a lot of times with the dog kind of is at the top of the stairs and looking down and going, oh, this isn't for me. Because that's, I mean, the distance for a step is usually about the height of a puppy and you know if I was faced with the same thing I'd be a little nervous as well so but if you want to see if the the sort of the the the, the angle is causing the dog some physical you kind of look at well does my dog jump on the couch and off the couch uh, get in my car get out of my car uh, go off the few steps off of a porch or a deck with uh, without hesitation like is it situational and is it could be because of just the uh, the, the sheer distance uh, i've seen dogs who will go downstairs and upstairs fine when they're closed stairs but if there's open slats in between that they're they're fearful of that so could be a variety of things i'm going to proceed here uh with the assumption that there's nothing physically the matter with this pup that this is more um well, as Churchill said, it's nothing to fear but fear itself. It's it's the, the pup has now gone long enough going, well, I've got this far in life without having to go down the things. They'll carry me a worst case scenario. Uh, no need to uh, 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 to push my luck. But yeah, I, it's a good skill for the for the dog to, to learn. And I don't think you're going to traumatize. Already the dog's personality is, you said, feisty, confident, fearless. Um, so we've got one situation where that's less so. So there's things that we can do. Keep in mind for a little puppy, um, they're not physically that coordinated. Like you just see them tripping over their own feet. So com combine that with the navigating upstairs and downstairs uh, and the consequences of making a, a slip up. Most pups will accept the challenge of going up. Uh, before they would accept the challenge of going down. But boy, the, the, their, their caboose can get in front of the engine very easily going down, so they can be a little bit nervous. So uh, yeah, you would carry your pup up and down, but there's, I got a little tip here to, to make sure that, this, that their confidence comes along and you set them up for success as opposed to uh, um, uh, safety here. So um, there's, there's, a, there's a woman, her name is Mel Robbins, and uh, I'm I'm a little bit of a, a, oh, a curmudgeon when it comes to a lot of these motivational speakers, but I really like Mel Robbins. Um, she's uh, uh, she's got a, a really interesting presentational style. So you should uh, I, if I remember, I'll put a link 
to one of her YouTube videos, which has got like 40 bajillion uh, of views. But she's got this rule. She calls it the five-second rule. I, I call it a three-second rule for myself here, but she calls it the five-second rule. But so in this case, we're going to say three-second rule. Here's how it works. If you need, if you decide, you know, for, for my own good, I'm going to make a big change in my life. I'm going to stop eating this, or I'm going to start going to the gym, or I'm going to, whatever it is you decide to do. Mel Robbins says, if you think about it, and she's got some scientific data to support it, if you think about it for more than five seconds, your brain will succeed in talking you out of it. If you get into the habit of realizing, oh, wait, I got this sort of evolutionary psychology in play here, I need to get ahead of it. Um, uh, I, I, whatever happens, as soon as I think about going to the gym, I'm just going to start, I'm going to put my shoes on uh, before I start thinking about it. So that's, that's the theory behind this. I have seen the same darn thing with, with dogs. When you get a dog who uh, has a little trepidation about something and you give them longer than five seconds to think about it, and I don't think I've ever heard Mel Robbins say this, but I think the more episodes of thinking about it for at least five seconds and then not doing it, the even more ingrained the not doing will become. But I think that's a secondary rule. So uh, what you do is if you've assessed the situation in this case, whether you've got a pup and you're going, look, I can set this up so nothing bad happens. And uh, I'm going to set it up so that um, I will take the decision of thinking about it away from you. And I'll give you enough experience to see, look, nothing bad happened. You can do this. Um, you'll break this pattern here. So. I think that with a six-month-old dog, in your case, the coordination level's there. I'm not as worried about it. But because the dog's not doing it, this the dog of any age, this is how I would proceed. I would um, look at bottom steps first. And I'd be kind of curious. You didn't mention this, whether the dog is going um, uh, upstairs. It just may be a situation that because the dog never goes downstairs, you never get to see the dog go upstairs. But again, usually it's a little easier to teach them to go up the, up the stairs. But we'll cover that in a second. But to start with the uh, um, the more difficult, the more dangerous aspect, which is going down the stairs, carry your dog down to the bottom step, not the not the f floor, but the bottom step, and use your leash so you can be the spotter. So you've got the leash attached to a collar. Uh, or, or a harness so that if there was a slip, you'd, you'd be able to just catch your dog so that, and it's only a step anyway, but um, nevertheless. And you're going to do apply something. So we've got the three second rule. Now we're going to have the rule of three. So you place the pup on the bottom step, you step away, and you're just, just you've got the, the leash in your hand so that you can cover in case there's a slip. And you encourage the pup, come on, come on, come on. And I think your pup will take the step on its own because it's only one step. But if not, pull your pup in. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Oh, then just like when your child is on the edge of the pool and takes that first step, splash. Oh, what a good job. But then pick your pup up, put your pup back on that step and do it again and do it three times. And that's it. When you get three days in a row where you go, another rule of three, when you get three days in a row where you go, oh, this is nothing. As soon as I put the pup on, pup jumps off. Well, that's, that's great. Uh, put the pup three steps up. Still act as a spotter. Come, get slow, slow. Good dog. That's it. Yep. Oh, see, you did it. Oh, good dog, good dog, good dog. Back onto the third. 
third from the bottom. Eventually, fourth. You just you just increase it a little at a time. The problem you'll usually run into is um, the, the the pup will go down too fast, uh, and they might they, they they might slip. But so long as they're succeeding and nothing serious bad's happening, they'll be be fine. I don't want the pup to go down fast though, and that's what one another reason I'm doing it in in uh, segments of three, three steps, then six steps, then nine steps is. I, I had a client years ago who became a, a paraplegic because her dog knocked her down on the stairs. Um, one of the exercises I encourage all my clients to do is the stairway exercise. It's a good touchstone of who's the teacher and who's the student and what does stay mean and what does come mean, but it's a safety thing as well. So one of the other things that you're eventually going to do is you're going down your stairs is you're going to say stay at the top and you're going to go down three steps and then you're there to cover come and then you're going to tell the dog to stop on that step that you're at you're going to go down three more off because you said stay and then three more three more eventually six eventually nine and eventually you just want to turn it into stay i'm at the bottom of the stairs okay come just imagine carrying a laundry basket down you can't care you can't see your feet having a guest who's not as dog savvy uh lots of people get injured on stairs because they're dogs some more injuries more serious than other but who needs to be off with a, a sprained ankle um, so the same thing going up now with up, as I say, you're, you, I think you'll see a little bit more confidence, but the up, I would, I don't think you need to start with, um, uh, one step you can, but if you were going up the stairs and you put your pup on the, let's say the third from the bottom or from the top, and then you went up and just that, and hauled up, like you mentioned, you were using treats, you weren't getting anywhere and that's. Part of the problems with treats, uh, they're, they're, there's lots of things they don't work for. Um, but to me, you're the biggest treat. And it will be your joy that you express when your pup gets to the top of the stairs. Even though you kind of hold the dog there, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Oh, what a good dog, what a good dog. And then, good, okay, there, Brack, you go. There, and let's go. And if you practice it in segments and you do it every time you hit the stairs, uh, with the dog, you'll find that in no time at all, your dog is not only going upstairs and downstairs, um, but is doing it in a, in a way that's civilized and a little safer because you formalize the approach rather than just let the dog uh, learn how to do it uh, on their own. I do this indoors and outdoors, and I don't care whether it's one step or 10 or 12 steps. Um, if it's February and it's icy, uh, on a deck, three or four steps, that's enough to wipe yourself out. If you're, you can slip, so can your dog. If you're together, the dog can take your legs out from it. So it's just getting the dog used to, I get to stairs, I'm, I wait for permission. It's just, a, there's so many useful, there, there, there's so much value in touching base with a dog every day as to who's the teacher and who's the student. So I try and coordinate it with things I'm doing anyway. And stairs are a regular exercise I encourage all my clients to do because we're going up the stairs anyway. We're going down the stairs anyway. So um, there was one thing that you touched on that's not really related to the stairs. It's just a little tip for anybody who has pups because I'm going to assume that most of the people watching this particular episode are, will have a puppy is you'd mentioned, just let me check on the notes here, that uh, she showed no interest in stairs, which you thought was great at the time. A lot of people do that. From a house training perspective though, I want to encourage you that even if you're using baby gates or natural barrier like stairs or whatever, to keep dogs out of puppies out of certain rooms, 
you 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 don't want to do that 24/7 until they're house trained. You want them to experience regular uh, regular times in those rooms, even if it's just for long enough for you to look at your phone and check your messages. Um, because you don't want the barriers to come down at some point, like the baby gate comes down or you'd stop closing the bedroom door. Uh, because about 50% of the time, the dogs will just assume, oh, they've opened up a new yard here. I can go to the bathroom here. So what, what we're looking for is having a, uh, um, a little living experience in all rooms, even if you have to carry the dog down into the basement or uh, lead the dog into the bedroom with you. Just make sure the pup's empty. You know, the pup's been out, bowel and bladder's empty. Um, uh, there's no reason for the pup to accidentally go. So... Um, that's uh, a little additional tip there. So uh, I'll just double check on my notes here, make sure I covered everything. Yeah, I think that's about it. That's uh, sometimes we need a little, a little push, a little physical guidance it, again. But if we break it up into uh, more digestible levels, fewer steps, um, and then we oh I can do that. We can build on that. I think that'll work for you. So. Uh, if you've got any further questions, don't hesitate to let me know. Thank you for listening. If you found it interesting, like and subscribe and set the notifications to notify, and you'll be one of the first to view the new videos. If you have a question of your own, send it along with a related video using the form at askthedogguide.com forward slash video. Or if you know someone with a dog that has a problem and you don't think they'd be insulted to find out you noticed, suggest they send a question and a video.